The following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. WNRI race fans, are you ready? It's time for those most famous words in motorsports. Please welcome the host of Race Chatter, Wayne Bobber, to give the command. Drivers, start your engines. Thank you, Jeff, and good evening, America. A little rain on the way down, coming down from Connecticut with some fantastic rainbows. I hope everybody had a chance to see them out there. Some of the most vivid rainbows I've ever seen in my life. And that's uh, how we're going to start off the Champions Night on the Race Chatter. Uh, we had a week off because of the Autumn Fest, and now we're right back to the Champions. And uh, tentatively scheduled, we have Leadfoot, Larry Barnett, scheduled to call in from work. You know, we all have our day jobs and stuff like that. So we'll see how that works out. Otherwise, I have a lot of results from Thompson Speedway and other fantastic short track automobile racing uh, buildings and tracks around New England. First part of our show is going to be sponsored by... Harvest Moon Health Foods, Route 21, Unit 4, Colonial Plaza at Putnam, Connecticut. 860-928-2352. Healthy foods for a healthy lifestyle. Gluten-free products. Over 100 dried herbs, nuts, and seeds. Healthy snacks. Help your body to reinforce its immune response. Hemopathic and herbal allergy relief. We stock quality brand manufacturers, including Against the Grain, Rudy's, Nature's Plus, Batlane's Organic Oils, Food for Life, and so much more. Natural honey and organic coconut sugar, raw milk. Elderberry for flu remedies. Consumer-friendly hours on Monday through Wednesday, 10 to 6 p.m., Thursday to Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Sundays, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Harvest Moon Health Foods.net, Unit 4, Colonial Plaza, Putnam, Connecticut. 860-928-2352. Proud sponsor of Brian Tag and the number 9 in the late model at Thompson Speedway. And congratulations to team number nine. Uh, Brian Tagg in the late model had a second place finish at the World Series at Thompson Speedway. Former champion in that division, the late model. And his dad is a former champion at Thompson Speedway. All the way back in 1990, Tommy won the SK Modified. Now, little Katie... I believe it's two or three years old, so we've got another 15 years or so before we have a third-generation tag as a champion in that division. Let's see what else we got going here. Do you have a Ford, high-performance, maybe a Roush Mustang, or maybe like Moose Newton? Over at Norlanda Waterford, he's a diehard with those Fords. You know, there's a lot of repair garages in Northern Rhode Island. Tire dealers, oil change specialists, new car dealers. We have a high-performance specialist, too, that sponsors with our show. Been with us since day one. And I'm proud to announce that DMB Performance is staying on for another season. Big DMB Performance Automotive Repair at 91 South Main Street, Pasco, Rhode Island. 401-710-9800. If you're coming up from 
Route 295. Take exit 7B onto Route 44, then at the lights in Tripadget, bear right onto Route 100. Complete repair and service of domestic, foreign cars, and light trucks. High-performance work is their specialty. Already since 2000 in the town of Burrowville. Engine diagnosis, suspension, Rhode Island State Inspection. They do a real bang-up job with air conditioning, CV work, all kinds of axle work, and fuel injection. All mechanics are ASE certified and auto advanced level specialists in engine performance. They specialize in Ford high-performance and engine rebuilding. Not just a changer of parts. Engine rebuilding, they'll get their hands dirty. They've worked on the Task of Ford race program from 1984 through 1997. Again, local jobs and local taxpayers. Stop by for an appointment or an estimate of any repair or preventative maintenance. Call 401-710-9800 and that's Dawn and customer service, one of the best in the business at DMB Performance and Automotive Repair, 91 South Main Street, beautiful Pasco, Rhode Island, 401-710-9800. Folks, if you or someone you know is celebrating a birthday and you want Wayne to announce it on his program, just send him an email. His address is WayneWNRI at Yahoo.com. Help make that special someone feel like celebrating with a birthday shout-out on WNRI. Thank you, Johnny. Author Debbie Zanella has a big birthday today. And two-time Bass Classic qualifier from Cumberland, Rhode Island, Joel St. Germain. He's doing saltwater fishing now with the charters. 55 years old today, Frankie Feudy out there chasing tuna out there at the Big Ditch. And Burrowville's Linda Hopkins celebrates her birthday today. It wouldn't be Champions Night without Leadfoot Larry Barnett. We have the same barber, and, uh, you know, very, very inexpensive. Once a year we go and get the hair, those little fuzzies on our neck removed. And I was so surprised at the World Series, he even had a pit crew. He had two or three people helping him out instead of doing his solo, and then still doing the spotting for one of the most famous drivers around here, Bobby Santos, right here from Bellingham, Massachusetts, and doing that double duty. But I was thinking back on the way down tonight, and what a career this guy has had. The Volante modified attempt, you know, switching gears, uh, occasionally racing over at Stafford, and then let's try it again at Stafford, and then come back with a whole new car back at Thompson Speedway where he hadn't won a championship since 2010. And who would it be? Would it be Larry or would it be Sundin of those aging superstar first round New England Hall of Fame racers. This is the quality we're talking about on the award-winning race chatter. Good evening, Larry Barnett. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank, thank you for all that, Wayne. Yes, uh, it, it was, uh, well, we could talk about whatever order you want to talk about first. But, yes, I had uh, an additional four crew members that showed up that hadn't been with us all year. And uh, that made my day a lot more special. Now, you're, you're, not, you're not having your regular day job in jeopardy tonight by sneaking in on the phone, are you? 
<laughs> I had to run outside so I could get to a quiet spot so everybody isn't uh, <laughs> shouting while we're trying to chat. <laughs> so I sprinted to the parking lot where it's quiet. <laughs> we all have our day jobs. <laughs> and I was thinking about that today. He says, somehow, some way, he says, I'm going to call it from work. And I'm saying, well, wait a minute. He's had his COVID shots, so they can't let him go for not getting the vaccine. But they could let him go for sneaking out on a coffee break to talk to a crazy radio show. But uh, congratulations, Larry. Well deserved. And I think, honestly, the change at Thompson. Uh, going from a 23-race schedule or 20-race schedule down to 12, down to 7, fit particular race teams perfect. And in your case, I think it was the ideal spot for you this year. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, hey, some of us would love to race every day if we could, but it's just not practical. And so anything more than 10 races or so for me is just too much nowadays so when they had the six race schedule i said well that that's okay for me and i can still do my uh extracurricular spotting activities uh did a few races for bobby santos he had to miss the world series but um yes i did uh i think it was five or six races with bobby santos and a few with my nephew nathan smith and a few with uh uh, a handful of other drivers that I filled in if their normal spotter couldn't be there, etc. So sometimes I can help people out that way. So I still very much enjoy that, and you don't have 30 hours of prepping a car to go be a race spotter. So it's the second best thing for me. I must have missed that on the radar. Nathan Smith, your nephew, what division, where is he running? He's been running with the uh, um, Pro Truck Series, the uh, Exit Real D Pro okay. truck tour on a touring um, he, service. He's a okay. year, yes, he's a young, fourteen years old, and uh, he's uh, doing quite well. He's had, uh, I think, it was two top five finishes here as the year goes along, and there, there's some pretty good drivers in that division. So I um, highlighted so that he in went red. from his first year on a. Yeah, it's he's doing fairly well, and uh, he's going to be rookie of the year in that division. So. So as a family member, I help him out whenever I can, and uh, his dad spots for him when I can't and things like that. So so that's also fun. Now, he's all set for sponsorship for 2022? Uh, I'm sure they could always use some help also. Uh, that, yep. The touring division of any type is very expensive, but uh, that's that's the nature of our sport. Yeah. I got the an more email. sponsorship help you can get, the I got an email here from yep. Worcester, Massachusetts, from Penny. She says, congratulations, Larry. She says, I've been your biggest fan for years. She says, I've never personally met you. But she says, can you let the listening public know, are you coming back? Oh, absolutely. That's, that's my plan. The, uh, the ACT series guys that are, that are running the program up there for the Oval Track have told us all that they intend to have another a very very similar schedule so i'm i'm definitely planning right now i'm already racking up in my head of all the things i can try to do to even make the car a little bit better and certainly all the maintenance items that are needed and i'm planning on coming back okay let's do some facts and figures here i got out the adding machine and i got the red pencil i had you (laughs) with the second win of the regular season this year with 70 wins and five championships 
and 71 overall wins with one that you got in earlier in your career, career over at Stafford. Are those figures correct? Uh, it's pretty close. The, the total is 71. Um, I have one win at Stafford and nine wins at Waterford Speedball. Okay, one. So the, the total number is correct. Okay, one and nine, and then the remainder right at Thompson Speedway. Okay, and five championships at Thompson Speedway. Correct. Okay. All in the same division, Larry? Yes, all in the, you know, started out with whatever they called us way back when, the strictly stocks or street stocks, but it's the same basic division, yes. Now, I noticed you changed the nose part of your body configuration on your car, the 73, uh, in recent history compared to your old boxy style that you had. There's still a few of that old style bodies in that division, and they're still competitive. So it is quite a collective mix. Right. That that was one of the fun pain in the butt and fun all at the same time challenges this year as they allowed the um, the Camaro and uh, whatever else is equal to it the um, they called it the muscle car bodies um, so so the body on my car is is a, a AR racing bodies kit that you can buy and it's so it's it's completely different than the Monte Carlo as far as all the shapes and uh so most of us have been running the Monte Carlo or close to that, you know, for a lot of years. And so since it was an option, I always thought that the Seacock muscle car bodies and a few other places look really good. And I said, well, I'm going to try to do that. And it, I ended up swearing at myself an awful lot because it was five times the amount of work <laughs> to do it that, uh, that I thought it would be. Every single mount on the car and is got to be different so it's the same body uh same car as i had the last three four years but the body was completely different now also so at thompson back, the body is different at thompson and seacock i've noticed that it was a healthy car count in those particular divisions so it looks like the future is going to be very very good there i'm gonna run something by you as an observation from the press box and through the lens of a camera and just general uh, monitoring the emotion of the fans. It seemed like in 2021, in your division, very competitive, a lot of two and three wide leaning on cars. But it seemed like, was there more respect this year in that division, or was it my eyes? Oh, it was completely different. And... Uh People can look at the roster and make their own decision, but the guys that were driving there this year uh, drove very cleanly. I uh, I have the only dent on my car really is when uh, our friend Mr. Sundin, his car broke when he was side-by-side side with me at the World Series there on a restart, and he, he bounced into me pretty good in the left side, but you know it was because his car broke. So um, I don't really have any major dents for the whole rest of the year and it's just so much more fun that you come home and you squeegee off a little bit of a tire rub mark or something like that and uh 
that's it. You know, I didn't have to rebuild the car body at all this year. So it just makes the racing that much more fun. I know some people like the beating and banging stuff. It's fun to watch, but it's it's no fun to keep rebuilding your car every for every race. So I enjoyed that tremendously. And, uh, you know, it all came down to who was racing and maybe guys figured out that if they don't touch me, I won't touch them. And, and I just prefer to race that way. Well, if you really look at it, you know, you had that one rain out on that Wednesday night schedule. But going into the Will Series, your particular division had four legitimate drivers with a chance of coming away with that championship. And it would all depend on the heat race, the selection of the starting in that feature, and whose car performed the best that particular night and then passed tag. Uh And it had everything for the fans, and the storybook was right there. You had veterans in there, you had the young guns in there, you had a kamikaze driver in there. You know, some of the finishes there with Corey, uh, two, three, four wide, if you look at the tapes over the years, they're classic wins. Right. Yeah, for for me personally, it was like, wow, it's great that all the other three guys, uh, you know, I could honestly say I'd be happy for them to win because I just enjoyed racing with them all so much. I, I, I mean, uh, Corey Fanning and Ryan Waterman both have hopped in my car in a practice session one time a couple years ago when I forgot my darn fire suit. <laughs> so I wanted somebody to... So those are guys I trust, you know, and uh, Brent Gleason is also a great driver. So to go into it, but the bad part for me was we were all essentially tied. We were within two points, and I didn't run that well the previous race compared to the rest of the year. It was my worst run where i got six so just the the stress of oh my goodness what do i do to the car um i gotta find a way to be just a little bit better i mean we were all about the same that on the september race um but we were all in a bunch and nobody could really pass anybody so so and then on top of that i showed up the first practice for the world series and the car felt really good and i was the slowest out of all of those guys i was like eight quick so then my stomach really turned into knots and i was like oh boy now what do i do so so it all mounted up to extremely stressful as far as the pressure i was putting on myself all until right before the main race i finally settled down and said just got to do the job so um and of course, it ended well. You know, made the right adjustments through the day, and 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 I think it showed that I had the fastest car for the feature, at least of those guys that didn't didn't have an accident or something. A couple of guys got themselves in a little trouble with spin outs and things like that. So that's all part of the game. But uh, you know, just to have that good of a car that I could go at ninety nine percent and not have to do anything crazy. And, that felt really good. Larry, I got an email from Ernie from Hyannis. Uh, he's a regular listener every week, and he has fantastic questions on email. And his question, I'm, I kind of might be putting it on the spot here because we didn't rehearse anything. Of your illustrious career, 71 wins, five championships, is there one or two racers 
that you consider the highlight of your career? Oh, boy. Um, I mean, I hadn't really stopped it. Your first, cha- first championship? Certain, uh, this race, as far as the amount of pressure, would be the top. So that for that reason, it's the most satisfying. I've had a couple other ones where something major went wrong, you know, and you, you find a way to capitalize on making the best of it and everything else. So I guess as far as performing under pressure, this one might be just this World Series win might be the best one as far as that's concerned. So I got another Yeah, uh, I'd have to I'd have to think about it for a while. Okay. I know it kinda of puts you on the spot and you're talking an awful long career. I've got a second email concerning Bobby Santos and spotting. How hard is that for you to go spotting? On the same night you're racing at Thompson, uh, running up to the booth up on the top, uh, in and out of your suits, getting ready for qualifying. How hard is that? Uh, it, it can be um, really hard at times. This year, I believe, yeah, Bobby only did the one race at, at Thompson this year. So um, in the past, I had to count on the crew members and uh so this year when i was a little thinner that would have made it even tougher um in, in the past i had john shimura as my steady crew member the most and he knew how to do everything on the car that i ever thought of needing him to do so i just could run and hop in and know everything was all set um he happened to surprise me and, and show up at the world series after missing well, this is the first time in a couple of years he was able to come, so that was a nice surprise. Um, but the the like, for example, the icebreaker trying to rush from the just the heat race when I had spotted for Bobby, and I kind of half pulled a hamstring muscle trying to get to my car faster <laughs> when I ran from the stand. So just just the physical ground that you have to cover is what's the hardest at Thompson Speedway pit area. Um, just because it's so big so other than that it's better for my brain because i don't sit there and worry about my car if i'm doing that job so it's a plus and a minus at times do you spot for any other teams yeah so over the years it's been a, a whole lot of people um i i started my first spotting job was when chuck hosfeld was driving the mystic missile car uh in fact the first track i ever uh said oh you got the job somebody said you know kind of a last minute thing was at riverhead speedway for chuck hosfeld so that's a you know he finished third that night and it wasn't because of me put it that way it's a really tough place to play spotter at because the action's so fast um and then um i've filled in one or two races for a lot of people but i spotted for todd saravolo for years at thompson doing while i was racing so i did a lot of the jumping back and forth in those days um who else is the most jerry marquis when he was in the four car and then when he drove for um joe brady i was his spotter when i worked with joe brady for however many years you know whoever got in the car i was normally the spotter for so that included Dale Quarterly. Um, heck, Ted Christopher drove at one time. Uh, 
a, a lot of different people. So, and then Mike Holdridge, um, that's my cousin. So I have, was his spotter for on the MRS series, and when he he raced tri track, so working with Dale and Mike Holdridge for a lot of years. So those are the guys that I worked with the most. So realistically, right now, you have three different chances of getting into the Near Hall of Fame as an owner, <laughs> as a spotter, a driver. <laughs> three different ways. I mean, you, you have to be a first-round draft pick. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see. After I, if I uh, ever remember to retire before I croak, then... <laughs> And they could think about that. <laughs> well, I'm just glad you're coming back. And I'll tell you, you remind me exactly of an old friend of mine that passed away in 2001, Dale Earnhardt. And then I saw it happen with Gordon. And I've seen it happen with a lot of seasoned veterans locally. You start out winning. And you build a fan base. And then it's anybody but Larry. Anybody but daddy anybody but this and then as you age in your career a whole different set of fans emerge and say one more Larry just get one more one more for the old guy and I saw it happen come full circle with you this year and I'll tell you you have a loyal following at Thompson Speedway you really do yeah, I'd like to think, you know, that people have their favorites and everything, and then they have people that, ah, I hope that guy does well, and that probably fits me. You know, they may have a favorite driver, their family members or whatever, but I think a lot of people say, well, if my guy can't win, maybe maybe it'd be all right if Larry won, you know, and, and I just try to do it without causing anybody else any problem whenever I can on the racetrack, and eventually the people i think respect that also there's there's guys more exciting to watch because you know they're gonna you know orion uh, waterman is one of my favorite guys to go against and we're completely different styles uh for you know he, he's a little more aggressive and everything else but you know he puts on a show ricky sean was that way back in the day i love watching those guys i could never drop like them but um they're still fun to watch, so it, it's good that we're not all the same. Um, and and so uh, a lot of people enjoy watching me, I hope. And, uh, you know, if they have somebody else they like even better, that's great. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the award-winning Race Chatter program on Smoke at 99.9 FM, uh, 1380 AM, Alexa, Apple, Armed Forces Network, uh, TuneIn Radio that the meter is breaking right through the roof right now nationwide. And we're talking with five-time champion, all in one division, with 71 career wins and potentially a whole lot more. Larry Ledfoot Barnett. Thank you very much for taking the time. Okay, thank you, Wayne, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you by next year, I hope. Larry, one other change now. This is on... Anchor.fm, Wayne slash Barber, as a podcast, 10 minutes after the show, this is you know, 10, 15 minutes, you know, because of the sunspots and everything, but it will be perpetuity on the podcast forever. And I don't think I have to edit an absolute thing on this. 
unless that you're calling in on your break at work and it's incriminating. <laughs> no, my, uh, my boss knows that I needed to run out and make a phone call, so I think we're okay. Thank you, Larry. All right, thank you, Wayne, and we'll talk to you next year. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Love that man. Boy, what a driver, I'll tell you. You know, it's the end of the season, and boy, have they got some deals for you. Flag RV, family-owned and operated since 1981 at 865 Quaker Highway in Uxbridge, Massachusetts, right off Route 146. Offers everything from diesel pushers to pop-ups, new or pre-owned. Open seven days a week with over 400 RVs on site to choose from. Stop in and see their inventory today. You'll find all of the top manufacturers, Winnebago, Monaco, Fleetwood, Four Winds RV, Coachman, Heartland, and much, much more. Whether it is your first RV or perhaps you're looking to trade in your current model, and upgrade. Flag RV's dedicated staff is ready to service you. Buying, selling, parts and service, accessories, and even financing. See why Flag RV has a 91% repeat business rate over the last 10 years. With over 30 years experience, trust, and respect, Flag RV has grown to be one of the largest premier RV dealerships in the Northeast region. Stop by 865 Quaker Highway in Uxbridge or shop online at flaggrv.com and see the difference that is Flag RV. Transportation limousine services provided by CJ Trans of Fairbanks and Little General Stores. By God, there's one in your neighborhood. And boy, we got some sales for you. They come out every Monday. Get on the email list from Little General Weekly Flyer. Uh, it's highlighted in the call, read every Monday, and on their fantastic website. Now, this is no quantity uh Cut on this. Drumsticks, bone-in thighs. Two different types of chicken, 89 cents a pound. This week only. Whole white American cheese at $4.89 a pound. Blade steak at $4.99 a pound. And round Italian bread, $1.99. And that's the big 12-ounce loaves. That's Little General Stores. Seven great franchises, all open eight days a week. Money orders, gift cards, and boy, they bailed me out two weeks ago. Propane exchange. I had the grill going and a steak on it. Boy, that steak was taking an awful long time. I ran out of propane, and I remembered their fantastic customer service. I ran down to Harrisville and got my bottle of propane and finished my steaks. Little General, what service? Great delis and great customer service. There's one in your neighborhood. Below's Flowers was just packing it up for the end of the day. It's pretty dark out. But they've still got an ample supply of wood-burning pellets, the good quality ones out of Canada. And uh, 9,000 BTU per pound. Nice low creosote buildup. And then also, they've got an answer to New England and America's biggest problem. There's no more welcome wagon. You know, with the virus, it's killed that one-on-one contact. There's no volunteers that do it anymore. And at the same time, with all the real estate changing hands by all the flipping, you boy, and now you don't know who your neighbor is. The people next door you don't because the houses flip so fast. Well, B. Lou's Flowers and Gift Shop has got the answer to all of these world solutions. Barbex Smoking Pellets. Yep, same company that makes the wood pellets for your wood stove. 
They've got Bob Eggs pellets, two different flavors, one for uh, chicken and fish and one for dark meats. You take a handful of it, wrap it in foil, pop some holes in it with a fork, put it on the flame, and you know what's next. That aroma is going to drive your neighbors nuts. They're going to come over to your house to check out that fantastic aroma that turned that inexpensive cut into a gourmet meal. And you get to meet your neighbors at the same time. So Jeannie Bissett Ralph are doing you and the whole country a favor by selling and promoting Bobex Smoking Pellets. Now the gift shop, just let Jenny Bissett know what's in your budget. Don't be proud. whatever, she will match up the absolute perfect gift for you. And the rest is history. Belu's Flowers and Gift Shop, over 65 years, right here on Diamond Hill Road. They do deliver, and flowers from a florist last longer. 401-766-3165. Thompson Speedway, whoa, got it all in under the weather. There was a threat of rain, but they got it through. Rocco makes it five in a row in the SK Modified Sunoco Division. They had problems this year with tires and fuels and everything else. So what they did was they decided the World Series make up for it with three races, one each day. And Rocco continued his five wins in a row, driving to 57 over Todd Owen, Danny Cates, Johnny Poeo, and Ronnie Williams. That was enough to solidify another championship. Five in a row, eight overall in the SK Sunoco Modifieds. Thompson Late Models, we have a bookend winner. Yes, he won the uh, icebreaker. Tom carried the third in the yellow car and did the bookend in the World Series, too. In between, Brian Tagcom in second, Ryan Kuhn, who had a fantastic year uh, down at Seekonk Speedway, also winning the Triple Crown, a bronze medal tonight. Mike Benavides come up, too, from uh, Seekonk Speedway. And all the way down from New Hampshire, Albie Olvet in the 35 New Hampshire. Uh, finished fifth in that. Rick Jenkins, uh, the Winsocket Rocket, is now the Oakland Bronco Rocket, uh, finishes sixth. And that familiar number 70. Still got the fire burning in his belly, too. And uh, Woody Pitcat had a chance to be the champion in that. But he had to uh, settle because uh, number 31 had other things on his mind. And uh, Ryan Morgan ends up with a half a car coming over the finish line. But just enough points accumulated on the year. Uh, for the fantastic four-year run that he's had to get his very first Thompson Speedway late model championship. Healthy car con on that, too, with 19 cars. Street stock open. There's only one winner. (laughs) It's like Rocco winning five in a row. Paul Newcomb come up from Plymouth, Mass., in that number seven, and proved there was no fluke with another win. Over Shane Gendron from Tingsboro, Mass., and Devin McClarkock, from West Newfield, Maine. What a lineup that was, and including Ryan uh, Lyman. He came up and does double duty at uh, different tracks and different divisions around New England. Troy Waterman uh, had all his hands full on that for a fifth-place finish. Even Baxter came up, the champion from uh, Seekonk Speedway, to uh, get into the mix with the uh, inter-rivals there. Seventh-place finish. You know, Chad's a former uh, uh, mini-stock champion at Thompson Speedway also. So that's a couple of championships at two different tracks for Chad already early for that young man. 
Uh, the star modified says Skip Swetek from Hingham, uh, Connecticut in the 70 over Glenn Billings. And that was basically the All-Stars after that for the rest of the night to kick off the uh, day one of the series. The three-day event. The second day, we had all kinds of excitement going on. And we had a young man that's been racing in the late model in the actor, Glenn Gukatra. And he was the story of the weekend. Small market team. And we're talking the 03 from Mass, North Dot and Mass. This was a feature 75-lap event from the American-Canadian Tour. Derek Gukatra comes away with his very first win at the World Series over superstar DJ Shaw. You're talking about heavyweights. You know, from Santa Conway, New Hampshire, a regular on that tour. The current point leader, we'll get to that a little bit later if we have time. He's had a top five or a top ten every single race all the way from New Smyrna right to today. And we're talking about our taped interview that we played earlier in the year. And I must be a prophet because he's still winning and still in a podium finish. We're talking about Ben Rowe driving the 4ME from Turner, Maine. 75-lap event didn't slow him down at all. Third-place finish just above Jimmy Ebert. Woody Peacock from uh, Bellingham. Fifth, uh, driving the 07 Mass. Albie Olvett uh, did double duty. Sixth place. Ryan Kuhn, Brian Tagg, Benavides, and Patrick Emmeling goes from a, a modified into the act division. What a race that was. And uh, Tommy Crabby and that crew only can manage a 12th place finish. The Heat winners on that with Ben Rowe, Tom Carey III, and Derek Luchaka. And boy, what an all star lineup and what a career this young man has got. Uh, I saw him in the pits. Uh, two races back up at Thompson, he came out and sat with his uh, growing fan base on that. And I think this kid has got a real bright future. Very, very colorful. The past super late models were in town again. Seven-time guest on the race chatter comes away with another win. He has driven in more divisions this year, including a Nima Midget. But tonight, he was in the past Super Later model. We're talking about Derek Griffith from Hudson, New Hampshire, and driving that familiar 12-G. Dolly's got prepares for him. And there comes away with another win over Austin McDonald and Eddie McDonald. Ben Rowe did double duty and finished fourth in that particular race, just above Corey Cassegrand. Cassegrand builders with that beautiful prepared car out of Stafford Springs, Connecticut. Ryan Kuhn, sixth in that all-star lineup all the way down to that 23-car field. Sunoco modified race number two of this uh, thrilling weekend. They had enough tires in that. Todd Owens returns to victory lane to stop the streak by Rocco. But Rocco finished second. Accumulated the points to assure that track championship. Teddy Hodkin, best finish at Thompson, a third place. He's got a win this year up at Stafford and one of the most horrific wrecks all year up at Stafford. Boy, what a future he's got. And proud to be running at least one tire from Sirius Pizza Rimmer on that tire, on that car. 
and uh, a whole lot of work from Shane Hopkins over on that car, too. Mike Christopher Forth and Jonathan Poeo, we'll talk about him a little bit later on the exciting finish he had to 2021. That was a fantastic 21 car field, too. Uh, we talked about it tonight. Uh, the champion also won the race, and that was the Vandy Auto Supply Limited Sportsman Race. And uh, Lawrence Larry Ledfoot Barnett from Moosep, Connecticut, driving that Hall of Fame number 73, comes away with the win over Zachary Robinson. Came down from Stafford after winning a couple of street stock championships, moved up in divisions this year, and had a whole lot of fun and finished second in this race, just above Troy Waterman, Travis Jusick, Brent Gleason, my unsung hero for the whole season, and Jeffrey Van Pelt. Gleason drives the wheels off anything he gets on. There's usually not a fender left on it, but I'll tell you, you get everything he's got when he's behind the wheel. What a wheelman. Okay, Exit Realty Pro Stock Truck Challenge. That would be the one that we're talking about uh, Larry's nephew in. And let me see over here. I'm looking through it, and Gerard uh, Giordano from uh, Freeport, New York, comes away with the win over Connor Souza, Andrew Morin, Nathan Smith. There he is. Larry says he's going to be a rookie of the year in that division. Boy, he proved it. Nice fourth-place finish here at the uh, big, big uh, 5 8 mile track. Devin Jensik. Boy, that'd be a heck of an interview to get his emotions uh, driving on the big track with the truck. And um, looking at the field here, um, Arena, uh, Ariana Jensik from Canton, Connecticut, made the trip down along with Emma Monahan from Waterford. Beautiful 21 race field on that. Uh, Nima Midgets had familiar eight-time guest on the race strata. Who else? A little later <laughs> this past weekend, he won his eighth championship. He thought about retiring this year before the year started. He started winning, ended up with his eighth trans- uh, uh, championship. But today, I think it was number 55 for the Nima Midgets on day two of the World Series. Randy Capral in that beautiful number 74 comes away with the win over Ben Seitz, Avery Storr, Todd Bertrand, Joey Payne. Uh, John Ziz Jr. had to settle for a seventh place finish. And his father just had that big, big birthday party two weeks ago. Uh, Jake Trainer also had a big weekend this past weekend. I don't know if we'll have enough time to it. We'll probably get it on next week's show. Another touring group that came in for its annual visit was the Northeast Mini Stock Tour that attracts some of the best names at the World Series because a lot of the tracks are already closed for the year. Uh, this is a whole New England mix. Nick Anderson from Oxford, Mass. comes away with the win over Desmond Skillens from Antrim, New Hampshire, over Mike Vanes from Seacock, Mass. We uh, put all those miles in a Thompson Speedway for years and years in the Monster Minis. Uh, Nick Mantheus from Hooksett, New Hampshire, over Emerson Kayer, with uh, probably the all-time win total in the Northeast Mini Stock Tour, could only settle for a fifth-place finish. He calls Contucook, New Hampshire, home. It's the who's who are racing in a four-cylinder division. And boy, they put on a show. Pro 4 Modifieds had Randy Cabral getting his second win of the night, driving the zero over Brent Mercevy. Doug Mercevy was third. 
Uh, Brendan Mercevee, one, two, three in a row, all family members. Uh, second, third, and fourth, Brent Ashford, fifth on that short field of nine cars. Third day of the event was a return from 2005 of the prestigious Thompson 300, the longest race going around. It's going to be brought to you by Angels Collision Center at 274 Putnam Pike and Jabadja, Rhode Island, right there on Route 44. 401-949-3952, to 5. He'll be there now this time of the year because the golf, uh, he doesn't have as much time to get on the golf course to get nine holes in with the change of the light in the afternoon. Also, they do windshield replacements, expert color matching right on the premises. Try to match a car with silver paint. It's not going to be what you order. You've got a custom blended right there. And he's got 27 years of experience doing it. Rob, Mike Feudy, and Keith Ballou. What a tandem. And they work with all insurance companies. Uh, LED lighting, a full fenced-in yard waiting for an insurance adjuster. Very, very secured. Angels Collision Center. Get it matched right the first time. 401 949-3952. And they are backed. The miles they put on those 53-foot trailers this year. And we're not talking about car carriers. We're talking about race car park carriers. And Harrisville's first he shed. Yes, you heard it here first. It's not a she shed. It's a he shed. And Shane and his crew have got one right at Northeast Race Cars and Speed. Because now... You can build a race car or get a chassis squared up right in Harrisville, Rhode Island. Local taxpayers, local ASC certified mechanics who share the same property as Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair. Race car parts and supplier and custom fabrication, chassis setup, Simpson, MSD ignition, Willwood, Moroso, and so much more. Classic car parts for your car or your truck for the show. Chrome valve covers. How about a big pair of nice big dice for the rearview mirror? They've got that and so much more. And Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair, the best brake job in Northern Rhode Island. This is the company motto. Get it repaired right. The first time, no comebacks. Use quality parts at an affordable price. A winning combination at Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair and Northeast Race Cars and Speed. Let me give you those phone numbers. If you're calling from Wiscasset, Maine, or New Smyrna, Florida, it's 1-800-766-4748. And they'll get those race pots out to you by 11 o'clock every day, Monday through Friday. Or 401-710-9992 and talk with a representative right in Harrisville. Our business for the future. They acquired the business from Brad LaFontaine a couple of years ago and now have fine-tuned it to cover most race speedways in New England in-house right in the pits. Northeast race cars and speed with the 53-foot trailers. What a business and glad to call them friends. Thompson 300. Strategy, car counts. Did I mention $20,000 to win? The richest race in New England. A reenactment from 2005. Never mind the money. 
get in the history books as a winner of the 300. Well, eight-time champion of the track, five consecutive, proved it was no fluke, taking that 57, fine-tuning it, going in for a spin-out late in the race, getting those four new tires, and made all the difference on the 300-lap event. Keith Rocco is now a 300 winner. Over upstart, complete surprise, who followed him in and got the tires, Buddy Charette in second place. A career second place finish. You talk about a celebration. Ronnie Silk, third. The Ant, Anthony Nassau in the 92, comes in fourth. Matt Swanson and the old familiar Old Blue, that number three from Harvard Mass. Our fifth, Doug Kobe. Where will he be in 2022? After winning all the championships, driving the number two for a different owner, goes as an owner-driver for the last couple of years. People tell me he spent over $2 million supporting that number 10 for two years. Where will he be? The car count was down to 13 race teams full-time in the uh, Whalen Modified uh, Racing Series this past year. And the rumor is four more teams dropping out. It's going to be very interesting on the modified scene in 2022. My hunch is the Tri-Track Modified Series is coming up at Seekonk Speedway to close out the season this Saturday night. And Hirschman is going for another championship along with the ACT uh, Tour champion will be crowned. And Ben Rowe is leading that by two points. What a show at Seekonk they're going to have. But let's get back to the Sunoco Modifieds. The 300 was the last race, but before that, in the Sunoco Modified, the third race of the weekend for the regular points guys at uh, Thompson Speedway, Jonathan Pueo, with all the success at Stafford and New London Waterford, gets into victory lane at the prestigious Thompson Speedway. Todd Owen second. Troy Tallman in the number three from Oxford, Massachusetts, with all the family ties with the Tag family. Boy, what a party that was. Andrew Mahler fourth. Mike Christopher Jr. Where will he be in 2022? Tommy Baldwin full-time in the Whalen Modified? We'll have to see how that plans out. John Lewinsky low. Chase Cook eighth place finish. A nice, nice field on that. 18 cars. Nima Lights. Um, matter of fact, he was a guest here on the race chatter three years ago. PJ Sturgios from Candia, New Hampshire, comes away with a very prestigious win over Randy Cabral. So let's see for the weekend. Randy Cabral, two wins in a second. Not too bad, huh? And then on the following weekend, he gets his eighth championship. I don't think he's ready to hang it up, do you? Richard Maracchio from Plainfield, Mass. was third. Uh, Kyle Valerie from Monument Beach, uh, Massachusetts. Down in Cape Cod, fourth. Jack Trainer, who won this weekend two races, the NEMA Lights and the NEMA from Medway, Mass., finishes fifth. And uh, NEMA Lights will be expanding. I believe they're going to go next year to a 16-race uh, setup on that with at least four races at New London Waterford now that the uh, legal, legalities have all been straightened out over in that part of the track. 
SK Light Modifieds had Paul Charette. Buddy Charette wins that race, too. So he gets an SK Modified win, I think his third of the year, plus a second place in the prestigious 300. Anthony Bello uh, ends up the champion in that division for overall points. Uh, Josh Carey, Donathan Pelio, Megan Fuller. Uh, enters the fray in the two from Stafford Speedway and gets a fantastic fifth place finish. Mike Mitchell, George Bissett, Amanda West from Colchester, Connecticut on the big track. Women in racing 2021 with an eighth place finish. Congratulations, everybody. And locally, Danny Gamash Jr. driving the 88 from North Smithfield, Rhode Island. A 20th place finish on the largest track for that division. Many stocks had seasoned veteran David Trudeau in the 97. Proves he's still got the father in the belly. And not his son winning, but senior Dave Trudeau. Rick the Rocket, LaFleche was second. Steve Mikulski third. Driving that old number 20. A two-time champion, Carberry, number to the 44. Uh, Jared Roy was the overall winner by winning three races in 2021. Was crowned the champion in the mini stocks. Driving the one Connecticut, he calls Sterling, Connecticut home. Fantastic feel on that. It had the Hatfields, the Canfields, and the McCoys in that 18-car field. Gabe Brown closes out the Grand State Pro Stock season with a Claremont win to claim that championship, driving for Dale Shore race cars and that familiar number 61. Pro 9, Autos, uh, Pro 9 Motorsports Museum, where racing history repeats itself. Do you know we have an automobile racing museum right here in Port Tucker, Rhode Island? Right here on 8 Cleveland Street. Call ahead Rick Marichal or the volunteers to make sure the doors are locked and the lights are on. 401-447-4202. New England's first museum dedicated to auto racing history. You can see one of the old Lenny Bowlers, number three, the old blue, on display, along with Oscar Hancock and his sons, number three, Thompson Modified. That was supposed to revolutionize racing in New England. It's on display right there, along with seven or eight other cars, including the 28, the 11A, and so much automobile racing history. If you're doing any Ancestry.com or anything like that, you've got to get down there and get the information. They've got it all stored in one place. But if you need a jump start or a lockout service, don't forget Larry's 24-hour towing or... If you're looking for a new or used vehicle, uh, Boroughville Motor Sales, same location, 401-568-6286. New arrivals every day in Rhode Island vehicle state inspections by calling that same phone number. Peter, Jerry, John, Brian, and Carrie, and also expert bodywork and insurance estimates by calling Larry's 24-hour towing at 401-568-6286. Uh, next week, we're going to have another Champions Night on the Race Chatter. We've got racing this weekend at Seacock Speedway to close out the season Saturday. We'd like to thank our sponsors tonight, Angels Collision Service, B&D Performance, specializing in high-performance Fords, Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair and Boroughville Motors, uh, Harvest Moon Health Foods, Pro 9, and Near One, uh, Beatles Flowers, G&R Appliance, Authors Hour, and... Don't touch that dial. We're just getting warmed up. 